Attention shoppers, are you in need of relationship supplies? Well, look no further than our fine establishment for all your needs. Everything from flowers to chocolates to greeting cards. We here at the Dub Talk Superstore are here to help. We have new specials and deals every day, including language and content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Shoppers' discretion is advised. Also, please note there will be spoilers for convenience store boyfriends and other various programs. We suggest using caution in case you have yet to complete your shopping selections. Finally, the opinions expressed in our store belong to the individual employees and may not reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. We thank you for shopping with us today. Paging Andrew, Megan, and Gigi, clean up on aisle four. Ugh, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. Welcome to Dub Convenience, where we offer quality service on the latest and greatest in anime and English dubbing. If you have any questions, ask where to find what shows you're looking for, what actors played a certain character, or the works, I'm your... Oh. Oh, you're not even listening to me. You're just... You're trying to do your teenage romance shenanigans of... Of course you are, Jesus Christ, whatever. <clears throat> Not like I care. I'm on like hour three of a ten hour shift, and I gotta work overtime and I'm barely making rent for my minimum wage job. <sighs> Look, I don't come cry- don't come crying to me if your stupid ass can't get the girl for a year because you're too much of a pussy chicken shit. <sighs> Alright. Look, my name's Andrew. I'm the cashier. I'm at the front desk. Um, if you have any qualms about my behavior, because of course you will, uh, take it up with my Meg manager, Megan, over here. She has, uh, all your, all your complaints. Uh, say hi, Megan. Hey, look, kids, I know you're wanting to go after each other's big goals, but do it in the break room like the rest of us. <sighs> yeah, there's unspeakable things that go on in that break room. Horrifying things. I, I would... I guess I gotta clean up that mess over there, but we're short-staffed because uh, Gigi has been uh, blowing off her shift. Oh shit, she's coming in right now. Hey, Gigi. How'd hey. you enjoy that date that you blew me off for? Um, you know, there was a lot of blowing on and it wasn't just you off. So, uh, listen, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this tonight. Like... I went to a wedding the other day and nobody was wearing a mask and like maybe two people coughed twice. So <clears throat> I think I have the Rona. I think I got to go. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. Listen, bitch, chlamydia can't be tra transmitted by a cough. Look, are you sure that's not what your boyfriend said last night? <clears throat> Look, if we die, we all die together because I need somebody to suffer with me. All right. <clears throat> I mean, we've got Alberto, fine. the, uh. Slushy machine cockroach. He hissed oh. at me the other day. Does that mean he's hitting on me? Yes. Oh, it means man. I love you and Roach. Oh. He's not going to be fired for HR because he's still doing a better job at his job than you are. Whatever. I mean, I can Alberto my sugar has daddies been employee of the month in, for the last three months. I can get my sugar daddies to pay my rent. Suck it, Trebek. <sighs> All right, I'm running on, like, five-hour energy and at least three doses of Adderall. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm running Hello. off cocaine. 
This is Dub Talk, and we're here to talk about convenience store boyfriends. And oh, reminder baby. to everybody in the audience, I'm here to do my job. That doesn't mean I have to like it. So if you ask me to smile, I'm decking your ass out the door and dropping a slushy on your fucking head. Let's go. Yeah, as his manager, I'm not paid enough for his, to maintain his behavior. <laughs> okay. I just don't care. Okay, can so... Can we drop the act now? I feel really bad about being yeah. mean! We can drop the act. Honestly, the most <laughs> the most I was trying to do was the fact that uh, I have not worked retail in a long time, and the feelings of working retail are kind of coming back a little bit with this one. For not the reasons you'd think. Alright, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we here are talking about a show from... 2017? 2017. The show, is, the show is five years old. Oh, shit. Oh, is it from 2016 or 2017? 17. Okay, so it's... Oh my it, god, this is a five-year-old show. It's almost a five-year-old show. Uh, it's called uh, Convenience Store Boyfriends. It came out during the 2017 uh, Funimation Simuldub se season. This is animated by Studio Perot, but by god, you wouldn't know it if you saw it. Mm-mm. Are you sure about that? Are you sure it was animated? Fair oh enough. Oh my god, this was 2017. Jesus Christ. It came out with, uh, my first girlfriend is a gal. Oh, really? Same season. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Alright. So I'm looking this up right now just to double check, and yeah, this, yeah, this was, this was indeed 2017. Fancy that. I feel so, old. I feel uh, old. I feel like I'm old, and this was a lot. Oh my old. god, you were 16! Shut the fuck up, was he really? Wait a minute, no. was he illegal when he started I'm this? I'm 25! What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were 21. <laughs> I did too! Why did I think that? I'm 20 fucking 5! Why did you think I was a minor... <laughs> Didn't know. you just turn 21 and we bought you, like, Anohana or some bullshit like that? No, that's when he graduated college. T at 21, you graduate college. Oh, my God. Oh, God. No, yeah, like, I started I started doing dub talk when I was in, like, my uh, sophomore or junior year of, uh, of college. Uh, now I am 25 years old. What the Boy, hell? I feel it. What is, what the hell? Okay, tonight's just going to be a fever dream, so I'm just <laughs> going to say this right now. Um, we are doing this episode uh, because this is a patron-requested episode. Yay! Uh, Yay! These are the only episodes I do besides the gays. Uh, so I'd like to thank one uh, Carly Lestikow for requesting us to do this one. Carly, Yay, I respect Carly. your goddamn hustle on this. Legitimately, um, yeah, Gigi told me that Carly hadn't even finished the show at the time. She was just like, oh, I'm watching it now. It seems like my thing. Uh, let's, let, I wonder what you guys will think. Which, you know what? Carly, you're a trooper. You're amazing. I would just like the record to be put out. When a patron episode is submitted, um, we are to give it a fair unbiased and honest review whether you like or dislike the show in question or the dub in question so we will be fair we will be firm and we will not 
hold back because this was a requested episode. We will give our honest, truthful opinion. This is my way of sugarcoating it and saying I did not care for this one. Just, I didn't think it was as bad as they all think that they think it is. Like, I thought this was an okay show, but I can see why people haven't talked about this in five years. So, my, uh, my experience with Konbini Kadeshi was the fact that every time I tried to watch episode one, I would fall asleep. At least 15 times I tried to watch episode one. And apparently I fell asleep before the opening ever played because there was no dialogue. And I was like, oh shit, they're talking now. All right. So what is uh, Konbini Kareshi or convenience store boyfriend about, you ask? Here is the synopsis. The series tells the story of the boys falling in love and follows each of the students on their everyday journey as they explore the sentiments and feelings of love right up until the moment they confess it to their chosen ones. Lies. That's I, I, a lie. That was, that was one sentence. That was Wikipedia. I don't even think that I'm was I'm not going to lie. They had us in the first half. They had us in the first half. You know, when Rihanna said she found love in a hopeless place, this wasn't it. I didn't think it would be the cone beanie. Did you know this is really just a giant commercial for Lawson's? It feels like it should be, but it's a really bad commercial because they don't even show the logo. So uh, Convenience Store Boyfriends is based on some light novels, some manga that are like on the shelf longer than actual manga. And some drama CDs that Lawson's partially paid for. Lawson's is a 7-Eleven type chain in Japan. Oh, oh my god, this you know what? That makes the show make a lot more fucking sense. Okay, this was- You wanna this, know what would have made the show actually better? More characters. No. If this show was not about random couples falling in love, if it was a reverse harem gotcha thing, where all of the boys were just the personification of different convenience stores and gas stations. Oh, 7-Eleven Coon, I would like your jumbo dog. But Waba Coon and his hoagie. Oh my god, it's Bucky Chan and his cute Bucky teddy bear. <laughs> oh, Shell Station, you're so hard. Oh, Racetrack, you go make my heart go so fast. The Hess truck's back and it's better than ever. <laughs> Park it in my rear for Christmas this year. <laughs> so we're, we're all in agreement that Bucky's is probably like the most hung because everything's bigger in Texas, right? Yeah. Yes. You, you right, though. Wawa Coon and Sheets Coon are like actually brothers that fight each other all the time. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making up our own show. I like Honestly, how, by the way, we're not even saying Japanese convenience stores. We're just doing American ones because they would be funnier. I mean, look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, so but here's the thing. Is Bucky's Coon human or is Bucky Coon human, but like Tokoyami has the head of the Bucky's mascot? Yes. No, no. no. 100%. No. Bucky's no. Coon is human, but he has really shaggy brown hair, very big front teeth, and possibly ears, but you can't tell if they're really ears because they're hidden under all his hair. No, no Gigi, I just Gigi, that's imagine- pussy. Gigi, that's pussy shit. He keeps the head. He keeps <sighs> the head. 
Fine. And, just and those hickeys stay. They know who gave you those hickeys. No! Imagine there being an arrow gay of that, and there's like this uncensored H scene of this big bar of Bucky Coon just plowing this girl like she's a fucking field. And the tail's slapping on the, the tail's going up and down! And you just see her moaning and groaning. Like, oh, Bucky Coon. Take, let me see all of your shopping icon, your shopping. You, you build that damn Bucky. Build it. Build it harder. Oh, Bucky Coon, let me into your jerky aisle. So if you would like to pay for a, if you would like an episode of your own choosing, please uh, subscribe to our Patreon and enter for the $10 tier and you can win the chance to possibly get an episode of, like this, uh, of your own choosing in the future. Anyways, we should probably talk about the dub of this. Um, yeah, we should before we get to off track. Uh, so first off, uh, we are Apologies. going to begin. I'm so sorry, Carly. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway, anyways, uh, let's begin with the ADR directors and the scriptwriters. Uh, our ADR directors are uh, Jade Saxton, and for episode nine, uh, Felicia Angel. And the ADR scriptwriter for the show is one Rachel Robinson. Uh, Jade Saxton, the old known for directing such things as Africa Salaryman, Ensemble Stars, Nekopara, and Strike Witches, Road to Berlin. Oh, God, uh, Felicia, Angeal, Felicia Angeal has uh, directed or assistant directed on such shows as Arifuretta, Citrus, Hinamaru Sumo, and The Wise Man's Grandchild. Excuse or, me, Andrew, say the name of that last one right. Oh, I was literally just about to make that joke. Or, as it's actually known in some circles, um, Uncle Grandpa. And uh, Rachel Robinson has written on such shows as Myriad Colors Phantom World, Show by Rock, Skip Beat, and because I'm the fucking host, Welcome to Demon School, Ira Please go watch Welcome to Demon School, Ira Please. Immediate, probably, preferably after you finish listening to this episode, please and thank you. All right, who wants to go first? On fuck it, I'll go. All right. Uh, this dub is perfectly fine for what it is. This show is largely forgettable, except for the last two episodes, which come out of fucking nowhere. Um, the cast is perfectly well put together. There's nobody who sounds super obnoxious. There's maybe one cast member who sounds very new and very unrefined. But honestly, like, the casting and the acting is perfectly okay. I think the script is the most fun part about the show. There are a lot of really funny uh, lines in this, like, um, Soccer Boy being called an attention whore. Or the fact that everybody, uh, the main character, the main, Haruki? Haruki? Haruki. That's the Yaoi Crate mascot. Haruki. Anyway. uh, I have a really funny joke what to do about him later um Look at there's to it. like their their brother his brother keeps thinking that he's gay <laughs> mom they're doing it oh no mom i knew it he is gay i i, I love i i love when toa says things and uh haruki's just trying to like bust his balls or kick him out like dude get off my back i'm <laughs> depressed Oh yeah, that was good. Like the writing in the show is is fun for what it is. Like 
I'm not gonna lie that this dub is just unfortunately very forgettable. Not by the fault of anybody the on the show. Yeah, no. not by the fault of anybody in it, but just like, let's be real. Some shows exist and have source materials that are rather forgettable. Like, even shows that I like have some forgettable shit in it. And this, unfortunately, is one of those shows. And, and you know what? There are uh, some people who just like shows that aren't well-received or kind of forgettable. I am yeah. willingly with a fan of The Silver Guardian. Wait, Steph? Steph likes that? I don't Steph. even know what that is. Steph likes The Silver Guardian. She's like, it's it's a fine show. Like, I mean, I like fucking... I like some weird fucking shit, too. But, like, this show is just very... The dub is, is fine. Like, I'm not gonna say it's a bad dub. Like, Jane Saxon has not put out a bad dub, in my opinion. This show just happens to be largely very forgettable. Alright, Jeej. I mean, it's true. Like, this show is... Whew, this should be my bullshit. And it is not my bullshit. Um, but again, it's not to the fault of any of the dub. It's just a boring romance, quote-unquote, show. Um, I do really like the casting here. I think Jade made really good choices. Uh, I just wish that some of the characters had more speaking parts and we're like more in the show but again oh yeah that so let's talk about the opening real fast about how there's what like 12 characters in the opening and like only four of them matter exactly i was like oh my god i like this person and i like this person they're in the opening that means they're gonna be important no no i'll say this with the opening i thought i was gonna get like a more shoujo otome dramatic style uh sure dure children kind of show i barely even got half of these couples in actual roles okay so david wald is supposed to have a girlfriend and i don't think she was even in the show yeah no i think oh, we she- haven't even Gigi. i'm getting to that we're gonna get to that shortly <laughs> i was just like excuse me where? Why? Who yeah, are like, you? Honestly, like, know. one of the most interesting couples maybe has, like, two seconds of actual screen time and matter. Like, that's it. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very odd. But again, not a detriment to the dub. I loved the casting. Um, there's maybe, like, one role that I was like, who? What? They don't get it. But that's... We'll talk about them when we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing... Oh, God. Rachel did everything she fucking could to make this show fucking palatable. Not even serviceable. Like, not even interesting. Just palatable. Just to, like, be able to get through 12 episodes of this. I will say that two-thirds of everything that came out of Toa's mouth, I was either laughing or I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, Oh, absolutely. And it didn't really, like, match the tone of anybody else in the cast. And I was just like, do I like this or do I hate this? I can't really decide. And then at the end, it turned out that Toa was my favorite character and I'm a horrible person, but whatever. Um, That is the least surprising thing to me. Okay, Toa turns it around by the end. He does, but at the at the beginning, he's he's he is very much a problematic shoujo male protagonist. I don't well, I don't think he's that bad, but we'll talk about him when we talk about him. But I just thought his didn't at one point he said "suck it" and I fucking lost my shit. Yeah, 
he said suck it or suck my dick and i was like oh was- that's fucking funny and i was like why couldn't the whole show be this funny and then i was like why couldn't toa and haruki be gay for each other like that would be the fucking best like then i realized that the title was convenience store boy space friends and I was like, oh, they should all just be gay for one another and all the girls can be gay for one another and we'd have a, dude, dude, we'd have a better fucking, show. If yeah. Miharu and Mommy were fucking like in lesbians with each other, I'd be so down for that. I was like, I could just write write the Japanese version before, the, I could write the source material and then Rachel could do the script and it would be fantastic. But I was just like, oh God, they did as much as they, everybody in this cast did as much as they possibly could for a show that's slow as molasses. Like, I don't want to say it, but this is a show that definitely just screams compulsory heterosexuality. I'm like, how did this get the money for a dub when I can't get a hypnosis microphone dub? That's Anaplex of America, not Funimation's fault. I know, but I'm just (laughs) saying. See, I'm not even talking about the dub. I, I, how did Lawson, like, an actually very big convenience store chain, like, give money for this and because, I didn't even know it was a fucking Lawson commercial. Because like, apparently the manga and the drama CDs were really popular, probably at Lawson's where they were more than likely like an exclusive buy. But there's so, also a lot of Udapri voice actors in this in the Japanese side, so like it's like Seiyuu Central. <laughs> okay, sure, why not Japan? Like, if you legit want to see like an actually very good, like, three and a half minute anime commercial for a thing. There was, like, a, uh, I think it was Latte was the, was the brand. It was, like, a chocolate bar in Japan called Latte, where they gave Rie Matsumoto, a, her, a, her team at Studio Bones, animated a fucking, like, a chocolate commercial romance love story music video and it had fucking bump of chicken doing the music and it was fucking great and it was spectacularly animated and it was a simple no dialogue story and it's great and i'm watching it right now as i speak i mean i'm not saying that this is a commercial for lawson's i'm just saying that they paid for it yeah and it was honestly a waste of money <laughs> it's well, such a i mean but i, I mean everybody thought- here got paid so oh, good God. on, you know good on this staff. That is my paid. opinion of this dub. Everybody got paid, and I'm glad that they got something to put on the resume. This is, it's a fine dub. Nothing I mean, about it. It's yeah, not bad. It's not no. great, but it's it's a solid, inoffensive show with a very amusing, more entertaining than it should be script, and a couple of pretty fun performances in, here and there. Well, and also I'm, I'm just very like, I'm very grateful anytime anything shoujo or jose or romancy gets a dub to begin with. That's fair. But I'm just like, I'm puzzled as to why this one would as opposed to. This was what, summer of 2017? Anything else. Is this when Funimation was dubbing everything? I well, I mean, so. that's now, too, so... Uh, well, not necessarily, this, this, because The Betrayal Knows My Name is still sitting off there in Subland. I mean... I, I mean, think this she, was I think definitely means, like, the during season the it came out was when they were dubbing everything. This was got. definitely during that partnership with Crunchyroll, so yeah. So, okay, so yes, it was... If they got a license, they for sure dubbed it, and Crunchyroll got the sub. Okay. Well, was, I'm glad everyone got paid. It's exactly. great. Exactly. 
That's my like. Opinion. I mean, I'm looking through like a lot of stuff that's that's on here, like that they that they would have shared with with Crunchyroll that they basically did dub a lot of it. Like that was the same season as Suridora Children, which they dubbed. I love Suridora Children. Yeah, like that was the same thing as that that they dubbed. They dubbed. Um, looking through what else they did. They did 18 If, they did A Centaur's Life, which was a weirdly weird show. That was a really weird show, but that was at least Like, they did, like, they did Gamers, which was a romance anime. I love, yeah, but that okay. was good. Yeah, Gamers, they did gamers. Gal, that was a, ro that was a romance comedy. I think my favorite thing about Gamers is that it literally baits and switch you into what it is, and it's like, oh no, it's, it's like literally just romantic absurdity, and these kids are fucking idiots, I'm looking but I love through these stupid idiots. I'm sorry, Carly. Okay. We're just talking about every other anime besides the one you asked us to talk about. Well, no, I'm looking at other things okay. that they picked up. Convenience like, Store Boyfriend. Season... It was the dub was directed well. The script was definitely very amusing. Props to Rachel for that. And there's a couple of fun casting decisions and deliveries. They did a solid job, and they they did a good job. And I'm ready to move on to our first uh, group of characters. I mean, okay, sure, I was doing something, but never mind. Okay, sorry, sorry. I, I was just trying. Yeah, to... I was looking up other things from that year that Funimation grabbed that would have been like shoujo or romancy. Like they did Suki Gakure the season before. They did World End. I I don't. <laughs> I've never seen any of those. World you, Suki Gakure is adorable and one of my favorite romance anime. World End's a fucking train wreck. I actually liked World End, but it's been a while since I've seen it. World End was so boring. Was it as boring I'm as I'm gonna this? be honest, Megan. Yes. After watching- No. No, this was not- World End was more Okay, World End had a little- Had a better premise, but fuck it. But like, yeah, they would go on to do Megas Bride next season. Um, oh god, this is the year that fucking Judy Tyson came out. Alright, and that's- That's good. Yeah, oh man, this was also the same year that Gigi's favorite anime ever came out. Uh, what? King's Game. Oh, my favorite anime, <laughs> King's Game. Let's be real, like, the next season after this, Funimation would go on to dub uh, Code Realize, so. Oh, yeah, so now we're okay. getting to the good Otome. Yeah. Alright. Oh man, can I tell a really quick story about uh, that before, about uh, uh, Code Realize before we move on, please? Yeah. So okay. I was watching, uh, I watch, I love watching Proton John streams, and on Saturday nights they do something called, uh, Fortune Cookie, and, or, they, and sometimes they do something called High Risk Fortune Cookie, and, uh, High Risk is they have to play the next game that comes up, or if they think it's gonna be boring or something, they vetoed it, so Code Realize came up. <gasps> Tell me they and played he's like, it. So he's like, I don't know about this. So I type in chat, you can date Van Helsing. And he's like, fuck it, we're playing it. <laughs> Amazing. And he played it and it was great. And they were actually like having a good time and laughing about it. Okay. That's and when they great. got to the twist about Cardia, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Because they were joking <laughs> about how watch the plot be that like you can't hold hands. <laughs> and they, I have to send you the segment, Gigi. It is so funny because he goes into it with such an open mind and actually has a good time. Good. Pro that makes Proton me happy. John's good people. Yeah, Proton John's fucking great. Anyway. I know him. Alright, so let's talk about our first group of characters who I am including in here because I need to fucking talk about how fucking strange this is. 
Please. Let's talk about uh, Natsu Asumi, Kokono Minawa, Masamune Sakura Koji, and Aki Kasuki. Please Natsu describe who these people are to me. Uh, Natsu, Natsu Asumi is on the track team, and he gets bullied for having good times. Is this the guy that has the bruise on his mouth? Yes. yes. Okay. Next. Kokono Minawa is the quiet librarian girl that walks past him. <laughs> oh my god, I have a description for her. I can't wait for this. I'll do it after you're done reading it out. Okay, uh, Masamune Sakurakoji is big. Isn't he also like the vice president or something? Maybe? The purple haired guy? No. No? No? He's, he's big? And he's friends with the president, and that's all I remember about him. I know who this is. Go on. And, and Aki Kasuki, she has a pink sweater. She is seen in the cooking club, and that is her entire role in this show. Okay, so the opening of the show implies that this is going to be like a uh, couple, like a show about various different romance and couples. Like, six couples in particular. This show is actually about two couples. The third couple has a single episode. The fourth couple gets to cameo every now and then. And then there's these two couples, where they literally never really talk to each other, interact with each other. And in the case of Sakura Koji and Aki Kasuki, I don't even think they ever meet. And they're shown in the opening right next to each other, implying they're a couple. It is the strangest thing I have ever seen. Please, I don't understand. tell us who got paid for this. The people who got paid for having these roles on their resume. Uh, Natsu Asumi is played by Garrett Storms. Kokono Minawa is played by Tia Ballard. Uh, Sakura Koji is played by David Wold. And Aki Kasuki is Bryn April. Uh, Garrett Storms has played such characters as Subaru Akihoshi in Ensemble Stars, Rintaro Futsu in Stars Align, and Fafnir in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. The best Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid character! Tia Ballard has played such characters as Yukoito in Bloom Into You, oh hey, fitting, Aguri in Gamers, we were just talking about her, and Zero Two in Darling in the Frank. You sounded like you were, like, shit-faced and trying to sing New York, New York. What? <laughs> Start spreading your legs. I'm leaving today. I wanna mount a part of it. Darling in the Franks. Yeah, yeah. Alright, we just did show tunes, so it's time to talk about David Wald! Such characters as Asuma Mutsumi, the best boy in Kits Him Not Me, yes. Washiho Uzuki in Actors Song Connection, and Keishin Ukai, the coach in Haikyuu. Did you- you didn't even- no, what? Okay, first of all, you didn't name a single fucking dilf. Secondly, the coach yes. in Haikyuu was played by fucking- 
Gareth West. No, no, that's the no, that's the club manager. That's, that's the club advisor. The actual coach is David Walsh. Oh, character. oh, you're right. See, it's been so long since I've seen Haikyuu. That's where he sings. Gigi, <laughs> I've seen I've seen three seasons of this. I haven't. I've only about. seen one. Start yet? Don't will actually be. Come on. Uh, I can't believe we just turned New York, New York into a song about Darling and the Franks. You can turn <laughs> anything into a song about anything. Frank Sinatra's ghost is going to come beat the shit out of Frank's us. Frank Sinatra, okay. F-R-A-N-X-X. Okay, I have, one, I have one more. I have one more. Uh, Darling and the Sinatra. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Brit April, who has played such characters as Kotori Itsuka in Date Alive, Yotsuba Nakano in The Quintessential Quintuplets, and Yui Yamada in Kase-san and Morning Glories. Okay, so like, first of all, poor old Bryn April got paid her $35 for the one hour she spent <laughs> maybe saying two lines and then left the building. I I, I was in, I, I honestly, like, when I did this, I was like, okay, uh, so main characters and supporting characters, there's six boys, there's six girls, so they're all probably going to have, like, relevance within the show. I was watching the show wondering when Akatsuki uh, was going to show up. She showed up. And then she was gone forever. I don't remember her at all. So at least you got the fact that she showed up. I did. And she I talked. literally, okay, I think at one point I literally texted the group chat of, so where's this girl in the pink sweater going to show up? I literally thought she was like a middle schooler. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, son, we got a SISCON. Now where's the lollycon? Ah. Uh, Spoilers. Like, they promised me a size difference right. couple, and they gave me nothing! Dang. We could have had my love story part two, but no. What do we have? I was promised a hamster and a banana, and I got lies. <laughs> <laughs> I got David Wald doing one PA announcement, me crying because he wasn't in the rest of the show. So I'm going to be honest, I'm so Look sorry. At you. You've given her David Wald, David Wald anxiety! Uh, Where did I'm he go? I'm sorry, Gigi. I literally looked up this cast. I was like, oh shit, we're going to talk about actors Gigi and Megan really like talking about. No, we're not. No. And then we're fucking not. David sorry. Wald maybe got paid his, his $70 for two hours in the booth. David Wald at least has like a couple of scenes and he interacts. And <laughs> yeah. Garrett Storms. Garrett Storms has Garrett some Storms pretty gets nice punched scenes. In the face. Okay, can I just tell you that like the whole time I thought it was fucking Haru from Free, and then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Like I like this a lot. And then I started imagining Garrett Storms' voice as Haru from Free, and I was like, oh, I really like this. Oh, I'd take that. Improvement. I was like, then I was imagining Haruki, and then whatever Haru from Free's name is in in this show, and I was like, oh, I could ship that. Uh, his name is... His name is Haruki! Haruki! Oh, shit. No, 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 the other guy who we're actually talking about. Garrett? Uh, Natsu? Yeah, sure. Whatever. What? Um, I just kept calling him the dude who got punched in the face. So... Yeah, so, he literally exists to get bullied. Dude, Garrett like, was really fucking good in this. Like, yeah, I don't know I, why. I, he said five lines, but I was like, damn, you're good. Who is this? No, he... Garrett Storms is a good actor that people have given a lot of grief to. Hi, Megan. No, that's me. No, oh. I, I hated him before you did. Oh, that's true. Like, God, I hate... Now I'm literally like that one thing of, God, I hate this as they're putting the picture up on the wall. 
Like, so I specifically buy Nendroids of his characters. Like, I own a Subaru from Ensemble Stars Nendroid because he's voiced by Garrett Storms. Oh, you have a Garrett shelf. I do. I own at least two carrots. At least yeah. you, is there any rogue merch? I don't have it. And if they made a rogue Nendroid, I'd buy him. Even though I hate Fairy Tail. But no, Rogue and Sting are very good, boys. Mostly Rogue. Fuck Sting. Who um, who else is in this library, girl, Megan? Uh, <laughs> Tia, Tia Ballard. Uh, Megan, you, you said you had something to say. You had something to share with the class. Would you like to tell us? I like how we're like, I just like the idea that we're not doing this in like sections. We're just having an open conversation. Good. That's how I like my episodes to happen. So I'm glad this is happening organically. I described, I described. (laughs) I described. When she said this, I told Chris and he laughed really hard. (laughs) Tell Chris to say hi to me. I miss him. I will. Okay. I've. Okay, so I want to preface this that, like, one episode they go on a date to the sports festival, and that's, like, the last time you ever actually see Nasu. And, like, they all, all the girls there are in, like, the little, like, Kentucky Derby sun hats. And you see the girl from the library looking over and watching Nasu. And she keeps watching him from afar. So I, I, I've dubbed her cryptic goth librarian girl. Also, give me more of cryptic goth librarian girl watching over track guy like some fucking New England widow what uh, New England widow who lost her husband to whaling. <laughs> Where is my bow? He's out at sea. One day he'll come back. He'll come back and marry me with his Moby Dick. Oh god, what was that fucking thing I saw earlier where somebody was doing classic novels as if they were like isekai yes! like novels? Uh- I need oh, to find that fucking tweet now. Hang on. I have it. No, I have it. Because my, oh my, my friend sent it to me this morning. Tia Ballard was good. Morning. Hang on, please that tell me. That time I tried to get revenge on a whale. <laughs> I didn't watch a show about this this chick trying to avenge her hubby. Look, I would watch that anime. I would watch it. Is it, it okay to pick up a married woman in the jazz age? My necromancer grad school project couldn't have gone first. Oh, God. I... Just also, also other ways that I've described things in this show. Um, like, literally, there's no point in really talking about half of these performances because Brins doesn't even fucking exist! Uh, Brins' performance as Kazuki is the voice acting equivalent of eating a single piece of Pocky. You eat it, and you somehow feel like you've eaten less than you had before. Okay. It's like like a blink and you miss it scenario to me. I missed it. I'm sorry, Bryn. The fact that you you missed it, it, it's so strange. I need need to talk about these characters. It's that fucking, it's that fucking, uh, my work here is done, but you didn't do any, anyway. I will say as a David Wald connoisseur of, of this group. That uh, he didn't sound like as deep voiced as normal, so he kind of like made it a little bit higher pitched, so he could pull off a high school kid instead of the granddaddy of all dilfs that he is. So Gigi, when you say you're a David Wald connoisseur, I'm imagining you at like a wine tasting with David Wald's voice in a wine glass as you swirl around and go, "This mm, one yes. tastes like vampire. Mm. Mm, this, <laughs> this one tastes like school teacher." Mm, this one takes like rich 
billionaire dominatrix. <laughs> this one tastes like deadbeat dad. That's a lot this of This one tastes like crazy army man with brain damage. <laughs> it's a very specific taste. That mm. was an aged. <laughs> Ooh. Bad touch vampire, my favorite. <laughs> mm. This one tastes like a the fun police's cop station. Do I smell hints of matador? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Carly. Uh, I, I. <laughs> thank you for being a loyal patron to us over the years, and we 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 hope you continue to support us. I'm in our wonderful I wonderful. Okay. Like, Look, I'll I feel. <laughs> I feel really bad. I'm willing to do another show if you want an actual review, but if you want this one like it is, just message her and be like, "Look, we tried." Just, just tell me. So, uh, Garrett Storms, Tia Ballard. Like, we will all three of us will do another show of your choosing. Yeah, but this is too funny to not put out. Honestly, no. This is great. I love this. So also, far. I just want to talk about how Tia Ballard basically goes, "Oh no, look at me! I've tripped and dropped all my books because you guys are assholes." Yeah. <laughs> what was her game plan? Was her game plan to stop the bullying? Yeah. Her game was her game plan was the wounded the horny horny wounded gazelle gambit. She would fake her injuries, they would run away, and then Nasu would sweep her up in her arms and make passionate love to her in the schools, in the gymnasium. But it's just tried doing that Jacko pose to get their attention and distract them. Oh no, I seem to have dropped my books! Oh no, how embarrassing. But it Oops. didn't even work until Am I Haruki wearing my came. thong this morning? How peculiar. I hate my life. <laughs> like us! <laughs> Sorry, Carly, but like, this is literally like, if we were to talk about all the characters who actually like had a a meat to grip onto, we would be a forty five minute episode. All right, so, but we can all agree that Garrett Storm. I mean, Gigi, are you done with your thoughts, or do you want to keep going? I'm good. All right, so we all agree, Garrett Storms, Tia Ballard, David Walt, and Bryn Apel. They all showed up to class, and they turned in their assignments. I'd give them an A. Me I'd give too. Them a, I would give them an A. A for effort. They, oh, okay. Like no, that, that actually sounds mean. Uh, okay. they, no, they did good. Like, genuinely, one of the things I, I, I always say is, like, characters who are here for a good time and not a long time, like, if you're a, in a more grounded drama show, like, don't stand out super, super bad in the, like, ensemble or walla. Otherwise, it just sounds really off. But, yeah, no, like, they did a good job. I just wish they were actually, like, a part of the fucking show. Dude, same. I would have loved the height difference couple. Like, I was seeing, like, pictures from, like, Irma-kun today where it was, like, the tiny guy and the very tall girl. And I was, like, fucking, like, oh, the author of Irma-kun's on some galaxy brain shit. This fucking rules. Anyway. I was denied that. Anyways, they all did good. Let's move on to our next couples, question mark. These couples show up and actually do things. Maybe. One of them shouldn't have. One of them maybe shouldn't have had. One of them I would have liked to see more of. The other I would have liked to have seen less of. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, 
Uh, oh shit, nope. Scroll up, damn it. Uh, Nasa Sanagi, Nozomi Itakawa, Mikado Nakajima, and Waka Kisaki. Nasa Sanagi is the president. What the hell is that? Do you have a Some chainsaw dude doing guy? donuts in the blocking lot outside oh their apartment? Is it that guy doing his fucking revving thing again? Oh no, I hate that guy. He has chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in his backyard. Oh. Tis okay. the season. Alright, back in back in the group, back in the group. Nasa Sonagi is the president of the cooking club. Uh, Nozomi Itakawa is the vice president or the only other member of the cooking club. It's a cooking These society. T- the cooking society. These two are cute. I would have liked to see them interact and maybe become a couple even. We don't get that. We do get a full episode of Mikado Nakajima and Waka Kisaki. Mikado is the uh, student council president. Waka Kisaki is not his little sister, but Jesus fucking Christ did the show make me think she was for a whole fucking episode. Like, does she live with him? Is that what the implying is? I think they're neighbors and he just always comes by. But why was she in his room? Oni-chan. I'm gonna be honest, Megan, I was half paying attention. Like, she I was asleep that. at his desk. Okay, to Wikipedia. Let's see if it has answers for me. Um, uh, yeah. Wiki-coon. Mikado, the student- Wiki-coon. Oh, shit, no, Wait. The student council president in love with his stepsister. No! Fuck! No! She wasn't really his sister. He said he wasn't her brother. I I feel deceived. What are you doing, step bro? You know what? I don't... They might not actually be step-siblings, but my only source is Wikipedia. And would Wikipedia lie to me? I don't think so. Maybe. Yes. Whatever. Magic eight ball, what do you say? Oni-chan, Oni-chan. Magic conch, what should we do about this? Nothing. Call the FBI. The conch has spoken. spoken. <sighs> Oni-chan, daisuke Playing these characters, uh, playing Nasa is Parker Gray. Playing Nozomi is Morgan Berry. Playing Mikado is Dave Trosco. And playing Waka is Amber Lee Connors. Uh, Parker Blake. Parker Blake. Uh, Parker Gray has played such characters as Romeo Hayahune in Free Dive to the Future. And that's it. He's done. Uh, but he has done official voices in shows such as uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re and Fairy Gone. But his only other named credit role is for Romeo Hayahure in Free Dive to the Future. I don't even know who that is. Me neither. And I own every season of Free. Okay. Uh, uh, Morgan Morgan Barry has played uh, such characters as Al Monica in Asteroid in Love, Nozomi Makino in Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka, and Best Girl Tomika Kaze in Kase-san and Morning Glories. Yeah. Uh, Dave Trosco has played characters such as uh, Jiro Tanabe in Hyoka, Nimura Furuta in Tokyo Ghoul Re, and this is now extremely relevant again, Gosh Alda in Black Clover. Ah, the other fucking Siscon. Oh, speaking of Siscons, Everly Connor has played such characters as Mei Aihara in Citrus. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Uh, Satoa Hozaki in Kono Oto Tomare, Sounds of Life. 
And Nozomi Kamenashi in Keijo with eight exclamation points. I'll start us off this time. Hit me. Uh, Parker is by far the weakest performance in this. Probably yeah. because they don't have as much experience. And I'm not against them being in a show like this where they can gain more experience. I thought they were fine, but just obviously not up to as well as other performers in the show. That being said, I love Morgan Berry in the show. Her girl is so cute. And I'm so mad that we have been, we were robbed of them and salt Bay. Cause he does the fucking salt Bay thing in the opening. I think the show predated salt Bay. So maybe salt Bay stole it from this dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Poser. That, that would imply that convenience store boyfriends has an impact on society. I mean, in Japan apparently did enough to get an anime. <laughs> But, like, I I think Parker did a good job. And I wouldn't mind Parker, like, coming back and doing another thing. Like, that's like if it's not, if I'm not clear, I like when shows take a risk on newer actors. Same. Like, or actors that haven't really maybe done a lot of anime. See uh, a show that just started today as of the date of the recording on this show. Sorry to date this episode, but it's dated for you. Um, Like, I think Parker with... I think a lot of time in like acting classes potentially. And I don't mean that like in a mean way, like plenty of well-established voice actors do voiceover classes with other established voice actors. Like there is no shame in them doing that. I wouldn't mind them coming back into doing things. Morgan Berry is an old hat and she was obvious. Her character was like the one character I think out of anybody I wanted to come back the most. Oh, she was the best she was girl. so cute. Oh, right? she was adorable. I loved her. Yeah, oh. she's the cooking girl. Best girl. She's my like, best girl. She was so energetic. She was so fun. Like, I think the thing is too is that her relationship with, um, what's his name? Nasa. Nas Nasa is his name? Or Nama? Nasa spelled like Nasa. I think okay, it's Nasa. I didn't know this was a Tony uh, Tony Kawa, but um, like their relationship was genuinely very cute. Um, and the thing is, like, I actually kind of like the idea of them there being a potential love triangle between him and Haruki, but you kind of find out that it's not because he's known her. Uh, he's known me. Me. One of me. her. We'll get to that. Hmm. <laughs> What's the main girl's? What's the Haruki's potential mate's name? Uh, Miharu? Miharu. Right, thank you. Uh, the, the main characters' names are very confusing because all of them have, like, M's in their names. And it's really... Yeah, Miharu. Like, he knows her because she, she he's been at the hospital with her before. And, like, she's really... She, he's a really good guy, too. Like... I genuinely like that when uh, Toa and uh, Mommy ask what the fuck is up because of the plot in there, he's just like, it's not my place to tell you. Like, I thought that was a good bro move. But, like, I genuinely wanted more out of their characters because I also just like that he was just this quiet, like, guy who liked to cook and he was just genuinely happy and helpful. He was a um, good dude. Yeah, like, I liked, like, I again, I would be totally okay with Parker coming back in, in another anime later. Um, uh, obviously, Morgan's well-established, and she had a great, she sounded great in this, she sounded energetic. Um, Dave Trosko did a good job playing this character who I gave zero fucks about, 
and never wanted to give a fuck about again. <laughs> why, why didn't they? Why did this couple get exist. a full? No, not even that they exist. Why did they get a full episode when like the section we just talked about got nothing? Yeah, like I don't know. Like they're fine, and Amber does a good job too. But I could not care less about these characters. I think this is my theory behind it is that originally like they set everybody up to get at least like one or two episodes per couple. And then towards the like middle half, the middle back of the show, they realized they were like running out of money and they just decided to throw all their shit behind the first two couples and fuck. Yeah. Like them. they decided they, but, were, they were the most interesting. And then they're like, everybody else goes in not. the recycling. They're like they're probably the care like the, the the like look i'm saying i don't give a shit about dave and amber's couple i'm not saying they were fine they did a good job with their acting and amber i feel like put more work into what that character deserved so see okay so this is going to be like an unpopular opinion but i felt that like dave and amber's characters had more chemistry than all the rest of them combined yeah like i will actually agree with that like i could i could hear it like in their voices and like it was just, it was nice to see somebody, like, put it behind, like, oh my god, like, they kind of like each other. Like, holy shit, and they're not trying to hide it. Like, it's just, it was, it was good. I actually, like, paid attention to that episode more than I paid attention to other episodes that took place with our main couples. Um, That's fair. I just think the second that the phrase brother was uttered, I missed it. I, I zoned out. I missed it. To be quite honest with you, I missed that she called him brother, and I was just like, cool. And then well, at the you, end, when he was like, I'm not, don't call me brother. Part, you, you paid attention to the one part that was most noteworthy, and then just zoned that out. I'm like, okay. Because I'm so used to romance anime like this, where one of the love interests calls the dude Onichan. Fair. So, like, you know, in my head, it's usually not a sister, like a blood relative. Okay. Like, I just sat through um, My Girlfriend is a Show Bitch, where there was a real sister and then, like, the fake sister. And there was a clear difference between the real sister and the fake sister. Was, and, the, fake, was the fake sister the real sister's, like, heartless or nobody? <laughs> what? He made I, a good. He made a Kingdom Hearts joke. Oh, cool! I don't play that. So, thank, I'm surprised you, you never have because that. it's literally Disney. I don't play video games that require skill. Make I, Chris play it. I will. We don't have a make Chris play it for you. Okay. So, uh, but I really liked the the voice acting there, and I really liked the voice acting for Morgan Berry's character because Morgan Berry is always great at everything that she does. Name one shitty thing Morgan Berry's ever been in. You can't. Um, I mean, you could say the shows, maybe. I well, think you meant no, to say. No, I mean like her performance in it. Oh no! See, that's a different conversation. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Parker. That performance was the one that I was the most like about because I well, I didn't know who it was. I still don't know who they are. And Nasu said maybe like six lines and none of them really piqued my interest, I guess. Like, I'd like to know if they would ever do anything else ever again, because like Megan said, I think with good training and some more experience that it could get 
better. But I'm also kind of surprised because this whole dub is full of like seasoned actors. And just to put one person in there who doesn't have the pedigree of all the rest of them was kind of like an out there choice for me. But Jade knows what she's doing. Like she does the big, huge ensemble cast all the time. So Mm -hmm. maybe she saw and heard something that I might have missed. But then again, Nasu said like six lines and the whole thing. And he's the quiet one. Okay, so just looking at the Japanese cast of this too... This wasn't just a thing in, in English. This was a thing in Japanese, too, where, like, some of these characters yeah, that had maybe, said- like, six six seconds of screen time had, like, seasoned veterans. Uh, you want to know who played uh, Brid's character in Japanese? It was so, Yumi Hori, wasn't it? It was Yu Hori. She's my favorite female Japanese seiyu. She got a paycheck. I mean, Gigi had mentioned that, like, this had an all-star cast in the Japanese, too. So, like, I need to look up who the fuck was who in the in the Japanese? For the Tarashi's uh, in I it. I can post it. I can post you. I, I can send I'm, you the I'm on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, you'll see it. Like the dude who plays Atoya in Utapri is in here. Like how much? More I'm do sorry. You need? What Hiroshi Kamiya was fucking Natsu? Yes. Yeah. Yuki and Miyuki, Shawa, Miyuki Sawashiro was the New England Whale Widow. <laughs> what? See. Lawson's also, got big money, Yuki man. Kaji was NASA. Like these are decently big seiyus. Like okay, like Rie Kugamiya is mommy. She actually gets things to do, but like a good chunk of this, Yui, Yuki Kaji, yeah, and Hiroshi. I don't know what this show is. Okay, <sighs> I'm looking through the guy who plays student council president. That's Mikado, right? Uh, Mikado, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through what he's done that Gigi would know. What's uh, his name? I'm, I want to find it. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, Gigi, have you finished your thoughts? Yeah, I, like, yeah. I really like David Amber's performances, though. Like, you could never count out Amberly Connors. Like, she's... She's really good at everything. And I just oh, like yeah. saying the name Waka. This is like the second Amber Lee Connors character in a row that I've really liked oh saying God. the name for. Sakurako and Waka. Hmm. Oh my God. The guy who plays the crass, pres- the, the crass president. The class president is fucking Yuki in Idolish 7. Yeah, boy. Uh, look, we're fans of Seiyus as much as we are English voice actors, too. We're just anime yeah. dorks. He's we're also, anime dorks who pay attention He's also to Tomoe in Kamisama Kiss. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, so my God. The- Guys, my mom just texted me. Do you want to hear what she fucking texted me? What did uh, your mom text you? What, what did the text? duck say as he was buying chapstick? What? Just put it on my bill. Gigi, I love your mom. That's, that, that's... <laughs> I got another really bad joke for you. Okay, hit me. I got a bad joke for you. What happens when you cross a river and a stream? What? You get wet feet. Oh my god. <sighs> Why does Andrew sound like a rattlesnake when he sighs? I don't know. Should we cancel him? We haven't canceled him yet today. No, we'll get there. Okay. We just barely made it an hour to this recording. And We're I'm almost done. Canceled. I think that's a new record. We're almost done. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll give I'll give some 
props to Par Parker Gray, because it's clear that he's definitely, um, he's shaky, but he is very much extremely green as far as uh, his vocal performances. I don't think he's bad. As far as first impressions, I have had way worse first impressions to actors in the, in the past. I think he, he's a little awkward, but he's got the the meekness and quiet sincerity to Nasa down pat. I was, like, believing that this was a quiet kid who likes food and is a good boy, and I think Parker did at least convince me that he was a very sweet and caring kid, and he did a good job. He was a little shaky, but... I would. I, I. I've had worse first impressions of actors before. I, I'd be game to hear Parker if he ever showed up in anything else again. Uh, Morgan Berry is adorable. She's precious, good little bean. Uh, she's pre every time she's on screen, it's like she just literally like drags uh, Toa and the class rep uh, just to try her foods, to try and network. And it's like you know what? Good for her. She's doing the hustle. She's doing her part. She's doing the thing. Uh, Nasa means adorable and precious. I would have liked an episode for her and Nasa. That would have been great. Uh, Dave Trosco does a good job playing this very sincere, um, e edgy. Megan, what was the fucking line that he says that you were, like, cracking your shit up over? Who? Uh, the class president. Oh, why has God abandoned me? Yeah. What, where did that come from? <laughs> because because he's mad his stepsister won't vote him. Why has God forsaken me? Gee, I wonder. Ugh, lordy. No, but uh, Dave does a good job sounding conflicted. And uh, he's... Uh, he, he's doing a good job. He's, he's, do he's selling the drama of being in love with somebody that sees you as something else, but you want to recognize you as a a man, I guess. And Amberly Connors is adorable and precious and also conveys the drama that is romance with your friend, sister, brother-in-law, something. No, but she she does a good job. She sounds very queet. Word I was trying to say there. I've been watching a lot of South Park, so you know. I, I think I was trying to say cute. I and thought you were going to say queef. I, I thought I was, try, I was trying to say cute or sweet, and then it sounded like queef, which sounded like queef. It came out as queef. <laughs> Onichan, take me to the Casa Bonita. <laughs> Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita. Bonita. Oh. Dude, you know if I fucking bought that restaurant, right? Dude, I know. I really want to go. If we ever go to, like, non-Descacon in Denver, we're going to fucking Casa Bonita. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to go to Casa fucking Bonita. So. Oh, Casa Bonita, coon. Uh, so. <laughs> Let uh, me dive into your vagina. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, Parker, Parker. Wow, we broke Andrew. <laughs> I can't fucking. I'm trying to. I'm trying to turn this around, and I fucking can't. There's, oh. there's no way out now. I'm dying. There's, 
There's no way out of the cone beanie. We locked oh. you inside the fryer with all the karage. Okay. That means he's dead! Jesus Christ! I think I woke my cat up. I woke my cat up cackling like a fucking hyena. <laughs> Was the thing that broke you the dive into my vagina? Yes. Just okay. because I was like, I went from enthusiastic to fucking, I gotta save the landing. Okay. Uh, Parker Gray and Morgan Berry. I thought Parker was a little rough, but he did a solid job. Um, Morgan Berry is delightful and adorable and precious, and I really liked her character a lot. Uh, Dave Trosco and Amberly Connors, they w did a great job selling me on characters I did not care about and wanted to see a little less of. <sighs> Alright. Let's talk about the one gay power couple in this fucking show. Yay! Yay! Let's talk God, about- God, that was the most fake yay I've ever given. Okay, let's talk about Keiichi, Miki, and uh, Makoto Sakamoto. These are the convenience store clerks. Guys, we need a name for my OC. How about... Hmm, Makoto Sakamoto. Yeah! He works at a convenience store. I am I am 14, and he... Okay, why would you make an OC that just works like a part-time job, unless he's like secretly a tortured soul and like dropped out of college and is like... I mean, like, isn't that all retail workers tortured oh, souls? Oh, yeah, it's true. Oh, that... Low blow, but you're right. We all uh, want something more, something better, but instead we work retail. No, there was a thing that somebody asked, what's the difference between these two types of retail? And I just, it's the most accurate thing in the world. Okay, so... Makoto has, like, he does every single, like, next of episode. And it's like, every time he's like, and this is where our story begins. It's like, the story hasn't fucking even moved! What the fuck are you talking about? And Keiichi Miki just seems to be a nosy bitch that wants to be involved in something more interesting than his own shitty 9 to 5. He just wants to see kids use I'll say, that, I'll say if nothing else, learning that this show was partially funded by Lawson explains why all the dramatic confessions happen right next to the fucking store. Listen, kids, you too can have a boyfriend slash girlfriend if only you shop at Lawson's. Oh my god. Ugh. Would you like to hear who got pay who's get not getting paid enough for this? I thought you were going to say, would you like to hear who got pegged? <laughs> I mean, the answer is obviously Keiichi Miki. Who are we kidding? All right. So who dat? Uh, Keiichi Miki is played by uh, Sunny Strait. And Makoto Sakamoto is played by Ian Sinclair. Uh, Sunny Strait has played such characters as Gotoku Sakurakoji in Codebreaker... Kyuzo in Samurai 7, Mace Hughes in Full Metal Alchemist, and Julie in Brothers Conflict. Yay, the squirrel! That's the squirrel. Uh, Ian Sinclair, you'll know as such characters as uh, Reo Niboshi in Sarazamnai, uh, Sosuke Namazaki in Free, Juzo Sakuraka in Danganronpa 3, and Mitsuhide Rowan in Snow White with the Red Hair. I've watched all of those. Yay! 
All right, Gigi, we've got your Ian Sinclair wine tasting out. Start swirling and sniffing. (sighs) Let me tell you, the way he talks about those months, we could have an Ian Sinclair calendar. Ian, every month. I wouldn't be sad about it. Uh, Literally the best part of this whole fucking voice acting anything was Ian Sinclair getting paid $4.99 a minute to do the fucking end cards at the end of every episode. Fight me. The best part. Well, am I going to fight you over convenience store boyfriends? I mean, I don't know. You fought me over less. But, uh... Oh. So good. Just because you're correct doesn't mean you're right. Fuck off. I'm sorry. That was, like, the best voice acting in the entire show. Like, he made me give a shit about what wasn't going to happen the next episode because it surely wasn't anyone's story beginning because nothing ever fucking happens. It never began. They always say it's going to begin every month. Nothing happens every month. I was just... No. No, something happened in those last two months. fuck? Hi. My boy is, it- is just on the window ceiling right behind me. Pet the, the cat. Way- yep, the cat's just on the window railing night- right next to me. Hello, hello, Ash. How are you doing, buddy? Cameo from Andrew's cat. He's just staring at me. But Ian Sinclair is the best, and that's the only reason why I want to talk about him here, because he was the best. And I would pay, I think I did pay four ninety nine a minute because what is my Funimation subscription worth? I don't know. Surely I didn't buy this on DVD. I didn't fucking buy this. Nope. Anyway, anyway, Gigi, just keep going on while Andrew pets his pussy. Yeah, I mean, like, Sonny Straight, like, I didn't, his character was very... Like, eh, let's give this kid some boxes. You could go over to the pharmacy and get some more. He was very, very um, positive and upbeat. Yeah, it was cute. But I, for some reason, I keep thinking that he that that fucking character is voiced by Brandon McGinnis. I, I don't know why. I just got huge Brandon McGinnis vibes from that character. Anyway, Ian Sinclair is the best. I, I, I just wanted to say, if you watch any part of Convenience Store Boyfriends, fast forward to the last 30 seconds of every episode and just listen to Ian lull you into to dreamland with his magical episode previews, because it's fucking beautiful. Ian Sinclair ASMR to make you fall asleep. Did you know that he did the announcer voice in the Nintendo Smash Brothers ripoff commercial? Uh, oh, the I Nickelodeon one? I didn't yes. know he did the Nick All-Stars Brawl thing. Yeah, I was like, hey, that's Ian Sinclair. That's good. That's probably good money, too. Good for him. I know. I missed him. I haven't gotten to talk about him in a while. And now it's just me talking about how I want I'm to, to pay him, him, him five next week. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a con in like two years. Dude, this is my first con in two years. I'm fucking hyped. I did my first... <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. What just happened? You did your first, and then you just kind of died. Uh, I did my first con in July. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then I just died. And then you just died. Come it was back. good knowing you. We still haven't talked about the main characters yet. <laughs> uh, We're getting there. Cone beanie. Right. 
So, before your soul leaves this mortal plane, Megan, would you like to continue? Is Gigi done? Then I'll continue. Yeah, I'm done. Me and Ian Sinclair, we only got 30 seconds, so we made it quick. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I liked Ian and, um, Ian and, uh, Sunny. They were, they were good. Sunny was upbeat and cheerful. Ian was good at kind of playing the more straight-laced one. Uh, they both did pretty good serviceable performances. I don't have much more to say about them because while they are in the show, they are also still not the core of the show. So, yeah, no, they did a good job. But and they were probably they were probably boning each other in the back room. That's what I was oh, going to say. I oh, forgot these, to say that they were boyfriends. Were, these two were aggressively fucking. But they're in the show longer than Bryn April. Yeah, that's a shame. You think they have fun with the slushy machine? <laughs> it's cold and wet and sticky. Just Th that, like that makes it better. I was gonna say just like someone's just like a vagina. It shouldn't be cold. Look, you, you could just uh It is when you're committing necrophilia! Oh wow, this this has escalated Ooh. way farther. I was gonna make a joke about just putting like the the slushy on his dick or something. You went for the dead body. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck in the back of my Dracula. <laughs> Tis the season. Season. Tis the season. I mean, everyone wants to fuck a skeleton this season. I feel like it was appropriate. Everybody wants to get boned. Touché. But yeah, no, seriously. No, but seriously, I'm pretty sure they used the slushy for some ice play. Oh, fucking totally. That being said, please do not use slushies as lube. <laughs> please don't tell no. that story again. No, uh, I'm not. <laughs> wait, what story? Andrew, I'll tell it to you after. Okay, God. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, please do not salt your friend like it's a margarita with the slushy. You're gonna get ants. <laughs> I just drank a large coffee and it's 8.22 p.m. Uh, Carly, sorry. I would like to say we love you. You are a I'm wonderful, so loyal sorry. patron. <laughs> this is... You signed up for this. We are not sorry. I am, I am sorry. Go ahead, I'm... Andrew, say your thoughts. Okay, uh, Ian Sinclair does a... Ian Sinclair sells the dramatic emotion every time the month changes, which every episode is the course of a month. So this entire 12 episode show takes place over the a course of a year, like without a doubt, and it makes it even more jarring. Oh my god, nothing happened for like half a year. Are you fucking shitting me? I hope they're I hope they're literally in there like kiss her, you idiot! They've been, like, literally just people watching them for an entire year. It's like, oh my god, like, at least give her, like, a handy or something by the dumpster. Shit. I would love to hear the outtakes to this dub. You know they had to be dropping some bombs in the booth. Probably. Um, so, I'm so um, sorry. Fuck, I'm still dying. I'm going off of this. Uh, so, um, uh, so... Keiichi has just, like, the most uh, young love energy I've seen out of a guy in a while. He is way too alive to be a uh, re actual retail employee. 
He must have, like, a really good side hustle going on, or he sells weed. Weed's illegal in Japan. He must have a really good side hustle going on, or he sells illicit material that may or may not get him erased from his acting career. He gets to work with his boyfriend all day, every day. Young love makes you happy. We would know this, as would all the characters in this show... Who hook up in front of the fucking convenience store. Uh, yes, but Sunny Straight does a good job sounding like that very um, genuine, like, supportive, like, old guy. Ah, I remember when I was young and dumb and in love. And then his boyfriend's calling like, hey, get your fucking shit together. We got a customer. Fuck. Ah, young love. And yeah, no, Ian Sinclair does a good job selling the uh, emotional, compelling drama of a completely different show. No, I like I like Sonny and Ian's characters, but we are total, we're all in agreement that they're just a wonderful power couple. Makoto tops, no question. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yep. like, Keiichi Miki, like, that dude is such a bottom, it hurts. I think it's time to move on. I really don't have anywhere else to go with this. Would you like to move? Okay. Yes. It's time to talk about the only four characters that really matter. Yes. All right. Let's talk about um, our first maid couple. Uh, Toa Honda and Mami Mihashi, which every time every character says her name, Mami, it's... It is exactly as awkward and Freudian as you think it is. Yes. It sounds like a parental unit. I guess Toa has a mommy kink. Hmm. Milf? Oh, I, oh, oh, that, oh, that bitch has, like, major mommy issues. It's, it's not even funny. Oh my god, he does! Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so Toa, uh, he is the class clown. He is a little bit of a troll who, at first, doesn't quite understand emotional and comfort boundaries but gets better over time and mommy mihashi she is the class rep for his class who has a lot of insecurity about her looks and appearances and also has a very strict upbringing with her studies and her family and toa is basically an op- opposite to track kind of thing for her where he is handsome dumb and chaotic while she is a lot more reserved a lot more studious and a lot more serious and opposites attract and they get a decently sweet couple actually despite the fact that it kind of starts a little uncomfortable is that how you how you would say what what did you think when you were first watching the show guys um I, I don't like the necessary way that the two of them got set up to be a couple. I think it was a little uncomfortable, but by the end of it, I was pretty invested. By the end of it, it worked, but the the way, the path to getting there was pretty Took rocky. A little, was a little rough. A little bumpy, yeah. All right. Um, playing these uh, two. Did Gigi say anything about them getting together uh, as a couple? Are you there, Gigi? I'm here. I'm just listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's lying in wait, waiting to pounce. Mm-hmm. Just like my son on the window railing. He's looking out into 
uh, the parking lot. Deep thought. He's gonna fight that fucking guy who keeps two and donuts there. Oh, please kill that guy. I will love you forever. <laughs> oh my god! I wow! Will, wow! I will pay your bail, my baby boy. I love you. Pay him in treats. This show is this show is doing things to me, man. Okay. Oh my god. Um, uh, Toa Honda is played by Rika Fajardo, and Mami Mihashi is played by Felicia Anjou. Uh, Rika Fajardo has played such characters as uh, Kyosuke Munakata in Danganronpa 3, Natsuya Kirishima in Free Dive to the Future? Yes. Okay. Free DTF. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard that before? Heard that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's done. Wow. I think he's actually broken. I think, I think, Andrew, there's a squeaky hammer behind you. Smack yourself three times until you're back. <sighs> I, I heard, I heard, I heard my boy's collar. I'm being brought back to reality. Anyways, uh, Natsuya Kirishima in Free DTF. Kotaro Tatsumi in Zombieland Saga, and just because Megan's here, Benny Maru in That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. The world's most hung ogre. Suck it, Shrek. Uh, Felicia has played such characters as Arte from the anime Arte, Anzu in Ensemble Stars, Suzuna Horikita in Classroom of the Elite, and Miku Nakano in the quintessential Quintuplets. Who would like to start us off? I'll go. Why not? Um, so yeah, like this is where we actually get to start talking about this show because these characters hold a majority of the screen time and arguably Toa and, and mommy hold more of the screen time than the main couple. They really do. Like they are by far, they are by far the more compelling characters. I think like, the only reason the other two get, I would think, are more memorable is because of how batshit insane the ending twist of their plot was. Oh, we the, will get to that. To that. Like, these guys, I would have actively more preferred to watch a romance about the just the two of them. Because I think that they both handled their story material great, and their story material was honestly more compelling. You have Mommy, who is the the kind of nerdy girl who thinks that the cute athletic guy is being an asshole to her just to get attention. And frankly, let's, let's be real. A lot of us who do this podcast have been in that situation where the guy who's really hot is only asking you out to fuck with you. Um, or the girl. And, but at the end you realize that he is genuinely well-meaning, but he doesn't know how to express himself. And they both have a similar family situation where both of their families want what's don't know what's best for them and impose themselves on each other. And Felicia especially, I think, handles it really well. I loved her mommy performance. I thought she was very sweet and very cute, but you also felt the drama and the heartache that she's going through because she thinks Toe was teasing her and then she has the stuff where her family starts harassing, like being really restrictive on her. And that Christmas episode where she finally tells her parents, no, like you could hear it in her voice, how much Felicia was so sincere about telling the parents, no, this is my priority now. And I think that 
Felicia and Rico worked as a very good vocal companion to each other. I could believe that these two characters actually cared about each other that in their voices that they did. I think Rico did a really great job handling the dumb jock side of Toa, as well as the part of him who is dealing with this. his mom's remarried and his mom's away a lot at night and his dad's not, his stepdad isn't really there. And he's a, and he openly admits that he has this facade so that he doesn't have to think about confronting what he really wants. And I will say that he has the biggest dick move in the show, which is where he yells at her when he's lashing out over how his mom has kind of come to him with this thing. And I really like when he's at dinner with his mom where he explains that he he has to do something and it's going to her. And I thought that was really sweet. So I can't compliment more from Rico and... Felicia for working on this because honestly the sh- like I said the show should have just been about them and them alone like they didn't need any of the other stuff I wish this would have been a more straightforward drama but they worked really well with what they were given and excelled at it and I think elevated the material oh like no arguments there for sure yeah I'm done you guys can go on okay um so straight up, I'll I'll just go on a record and say, uh, to me, Rico Fajardo is the strongest performance in this dub. Yep, bar none. Bar none. I agree. Like I he, I think Felicia's a little bit stronger, but I I can get behind that sometimes. I'd I'd make I'd say either one of these two you could make the argument is the best performance in this dub. I think it ultimately just comes down to a little bit of personal preference, but there's a. There's a clear-cut argument for both of them. For me, it's the fact that Rico is definitely... He's yucking it up a lot. I love just... I genuinely believe his fucking weird dude-bro, almost homoerotic relationship with... uh, Hang on, I gotta remember his name. Haruki. Haruki. Haruki, thank you, thank you. Um, I actually genuinely like liked his relationship with Haruki, where they're basically just busting each other's chops a lot, and he's always coming <laughs> to sleep over, and uh, Haruki's just like, ah, oh, are you fucking sleeping over again? He's like, yep, and you can't stop me. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever, man. But it's like, you can tell they genuinely do like and care for each other as friends, and that's sweet, and that's kind. And Rico genuinely has some very funny uh, line de- deliveries that fucking kill me all the time. Um, my favorite is just when, uh, uh, when he's very sad about, like, a recent, like, fight he had with, uh, Mommy, and he's just like, can you let me stay over? It's like, ah, dude, come on. It's like, come on, don't be mean. I'm depressed. It's like, it was a very dramatic line. Like, oh, that's, I I got a kick out of that. But also he has genuinely compelling dramatic outbursts and lashes out. Like, fights, drama, character development, maturity, intrigue. Like, there's something here. There's something here. And Rico is, Rico is selling material. Like, he is selling, like, C-minus material at best. (laughs) And at least elevating it to a B. And the same can be said for Felicia as well. Who has this very like sweet yet meek uh, class uh, class rep? 
who she's awkward and she's shy, but she has this really wonderful, sincere relationship with uh, Miharu, and they become friends. They start out their friendship by bumping bumping each other in a hall, like straight up, like knocking her down. And then they become buds, and it's adorable, and it's sweet. And But Felicia has this genuine, like, awkward sincerity, but also a little Sundere-ish. But also she has to come to terms with the fact that, no, you are invading my personal space and making me extremely uncomfortable. I really don't like that. Please understand. And he kind of does. He, he kind of does. He, he fucks off a little. And then they have the drama of, oh, wait, are, do you actually mean this? Are you being real right now? And she gets jealous when other girls are, are talking to him. And, like, actually something going on. And he, he kisses her. He fucking kisses her. There's an actual kiss in this, but you yes. don't see it. Like, holy shit. Okay, to be fair, that kiss, I literally had to rewind it and pause it. And we sat there and tried to make sure that they were kissing. And it wasn't just, like, him giving her a hug from behind. And we were like, oh, I guess. Or was he an alien species finally absorbing her life source? I guess they're making out. I mean, he could have. Like, literally paused it and, like, looked at it. I mean, they could have... They couldn't do the kiss because they weren't by the Lawson. So, as per the contract, they it they could not show the kiss if it was not right next to the Lawson. True facts, I guess. I guess. But no, there was like an actual like romantic development. And if nothing else, I actually really liked her character where it's her coming to terms with the fact that she's really scared of her strict upbringing and her strict parents. Mm-hmm. And like... Th- the thing that Toa's frustrated about is that Toa is so easy to uh, blow off his parents because his mom's never around and his stepdad doesn't give a shit about him. But her parents are so aggressively uptight about her that it's suffocating her. And he's mad at her for listening to them, but he's mad at the fact that she also has parents that really give that much of a fuck. And there's that conflict. And also you hear, like, on Christmas, the genuine panic and anxiety of having to tell her strict parents no. And it's great. You hear it in her voice. You hear it in her delivery. And their romantic attachment is genuinely sincere and sweet. And I genuinely believe that this was really cute and sweet and adorable. And the show looks like such fucking ass. Oh, my God. We haven't talked about it, but the show looks like garbage. Ah, thanks, Studio Perot. Mm. Oh my god. Like, the entire dramatic chase scene and confession and stuff, it's like, oh my god, this looks like fucking dog shit. They ran out of money. Ah, shit. Oh, this was before, this is like the season right before Black Clover. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. I was like, Like, oh man, they ran out of money doing Black Clover. Wait a minute. (laughs) No, this was way before Black Clover, which... Man, that No, this was literally the season before Black Clover. They were waiting wanna... on that Black Clover money. In case you want to know how long long it's been, Black Clover just ended like a few months ago in 2021. That's how long it's been going on. Oof. Anyways, uh, but yeah, no, Rico and Felicia, they're very good. Sorry, Jeej, uh, this one's on you. All right, so like, yes, Rico and Felicia probably... No, they do have the best performances in this whole show. Number one, because Rico has 70% of the dialogue. Number two, because Felicia has 10% and the other 20 is split up amongst all the rest of the characters because our other two main characters don't really talk a lot. That being said, this is Rico Fajardo playing Rico Fajardo. 
can anyone tell me wrong? Because I don't think no. you can. It's literally him. I don't know him personally, but it. I feel like he just showed up in the booth in like his fucking Kirigumi and was like, here we go, fam. We're going to make some cash today. And he just talked for like six hours or whatever it was to get his lines right. Like it, the whole his performance as Toa just is so effortless. And I love that about it. Um, hey, Rico, uh, the door handle's broken again. We have 12 episodes to get through. Uh, have fun. Yeah. you're. Don't forget, you're here forever. Forever. <laughs> um, but I really liked it. Toho is probably my favorite character in the show just because he has funny one-liners. He gets the best lines. Um and Felicia did a really good job at playing mommy, but my problem that I had has nothing to do with her performance. It's just the fact that I fucking hated that character and I wanted to like punt her into the sun. Um, just because, oh my God, she just, I fell asleep through this anime so many times. And I guess maybe one of the reasons that I didn't know at the beginning was God, nothing happens. Nothing happens with her. Cause she, she doesn't, She's so scared to let anything happen. And Felicia does a really good job in the vocal performance of of getting that across. But it was just so frustrating as somebody watching this. And I was just like, God, God, would you just let him hold your fucking hand already? Like, would you just like let him talk to you and compliment you and say nice things like what the fuck? But then at the end, in the opposite spectrum, when fucking Toa went off and he was like, when am I going to be your number one priority? I was like, bitch, that's when the other shoe drops and when you get kicked out the door. Because I'd be like, excuse me, who are you? Like, if she was so upset and so, like, into doing whatever her family tells her that, like... See, that that just fucking rubbed me the wrong way. But they did great. I guess they did really well because they made me actually feel something in the middle of the show where I was just like, okay. But I was like, hmm. I just, I didn't, I didn't like them together. <laughs> like, at the end, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't feel the chemistry between their performances. Like, I felt that was between... Dave Trosco and Amber, I was just kind of like, okay, can we just get this over with? Can we just switch to another couple? Any couple except the other two we haven't talked about yet. Just anyone. Like, I loved Toa and he was my favorite, but I was just like, I cannot, I, I, I don't do that dynamic well. Like, it just doesn't sit well with me when, when... Uh, I don't, I don't like that dynamic. It just is not me. Like when the girl is just like not seeing what's right in front of her, I guess. And then fighting it. Like she knew she liked him and, but she fought it for so long. And I was like, we could have had episodes about Jojo mangas. What? It's like, this is one of my shoujo mangoes. Oh my god, right? Like, she reads too much fucking shoujo manga. Bitch, put it down. Like, go make out in a corner. Go make out in the Lawson's while reading shoujo manga. I love the fact that she's, like, her her basic snakes is like, ooh, handsome glasses, guys. It's like, oh no, aggressive bad boy. It was, it was, it was glasses coon meets kabedon. Could you imagine if you found a manga with a glasses coon giving you a kabedon? Ugh! Oh, I, 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 I think, like, 
the Sahara could have been filled with like an entire ocean that day. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, like these this couple like really frustrated me. But at the same time, this is about the dub, and they were the two most convincing performances in the whole show. So good on them. Not my dynamic. But I also didn't like the next people we're going to talk about. So let's just get them over with so I can like oh, good fucking watch God, something go. else. Let's. So let's talk about Haruki Mishima and Miharu Mashiki. Does that sound confusing? Let me say their names again. Their names are Haruki Mishima and Miharu Mashiki. Yes, I hate it too. And we just talked about Mami Mihashi. And then we just... Oh God, why are their names like this? Um, oh, so, let's rip this Haruki Mishima, he is on the swim team because he read a kid's book about swimming, mermaids, and he was like... He read the reverse Little Mermaid. He yeah. read, read the reverse Little Mermaid and it was like, yo, I want to swim. And then he did. If I swim, I'm going to find the girl who gave me this book. <laughs> and then there's, there's Miharu... Uh, Mashiki, which, uh, if you made it through, plot. if you made it through She's this far- She's got terminal plot disease. If, if you made it through this far in the episode, you would be under the impression this is an aggressively average, boring slice of Very life, heterosexual. Heterosexual rom-drama? But then there's Miharu Mashiki, which, so- if you've made it this far into the episode, congratulations, you deserve a medal. Can I just I tell you that I was spoilers waiting... spoilers for the show, but honestly, you don't have to watch the show. Let's just fucking talk about it. I, w- so it tur- I was waiting for out- her to die since episode two, and I was like, when is she going to have the terminal disease and die? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not honestly, saying that in I'm a mean way. Lie, the show would have been better if she died. I mean, so, I just, I was waiting for her to die. Like, that's, I come felt on, that pull was your, Come on, pull it your lie in April. So Miharu <laughs> didn't die, but her twin sister did. What? Dun, dun, what? Dun. What? Miharu has a, had a identical twin sister that looks like her and is also played by the same actress that plays her. And that her name was, was Misora. His, her name was Misora. She was the one who actually gave Haruki the book. And then, and then she had terminal heart disease and fucking died. She died because God for God hated her and killed her for having joy in the show. And then Miharu. <laughs> Is dealing with the fact that, oh, like, Haruki's dealing with the fact that she seems very different than the girl I met so long ago because people tend to- She wasn't, you dipshit! A, she wasn't the person you met. B, people change a lot when they're fucking six, dude. Uh, yes. What did what did you think the sweet little child that liked kids' books was going to be the same person as a 16, 17-year-old girl? I mean, there are some 27-year-old men on the internet who haven't grown out of that. Ooh, spicy. Anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, no, you're 100% right, but we don't have time to unpack all of that. I'm still unpacking the fact that, oh, hey, uh, Miharu also has the same terminal heart disease that her sister did. But it turns out she's been neglecting her surgery. Why? For because, dick. Because she didn't. She wanted to spend time with Araki more. Did you want to fucking die? 
You've been holding on to this for months? I know you're scared, but you have health care. You're in Japan. Fuck off. You just, 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 why? Why did you wait this long? Why did you do this? Like, to get a chance at his... To get a save chance your, save to get your, a chance at Haruki's Gogurt, duh! Save yourself before you save yourself for him. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Why did the Could sister you... come out of nowhere? And then once they mentioned Where her, the once they the never mentioned from? her again. They never mentioned her again. It's it's so out of nowhere. No, they, never no, they mention her. They mention her in uh, in Mis Misaki's uh, PTSD flashback. Do you, just, You're not like, in love with me. You're in love with my sister. No, I came to know you, so I'm in love with you, not the girl who gave me the book. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, can we wait until we're in front of the cone beanie before you fucking announce that you love me? Okay, cool. Hang on, hold that, hold that thought. She broke out of the hospital to do that. She was still checked into the hospital when that happened. By the way, that's a shitty hospital. What fucking hospital doesn't hook up an IV to a coma patient? What? Did Perot run out of money to draw that? Why did you break out of the fucking hospital? Andrew, we can get to that after we talk about who plays these kids. <sighs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Playing Haruki Mishima is Justin Briner, and playing Miharu Mashiki is Sarah Wiedenhef. Justin Briner has played such characters as Michaela Hyakuya in Seraph of the End, Maki Katsuragi in Stars Align, Enta Jinai in Stars Amai, and Mio Chibana in Stranger by the Sore. Yay. Sure. I mean, he was pretty sore after that, but that's beside the point. He um, topped. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm losing it here. I'm losing Spoilers. It. Sorry, fam. Go watch Stranger by the Shore. 10 out of 10. It has very good gay sex. Um, Hina is played... Oh, no, fuck. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah has played such characters as Hina from Plunderer, Kiki Asakai from It Invaded, Namiko from SSSS Gridman, and Toru from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I'm fucking gone right now. Somebody okay. Alright, fam. Let me lay this down for you. These are like the two main characters, the ones that the show wants you to care about. And for they're in the first six minutes of the show, the first six minutes that I continuously fell asleep through because there's no fucking dialogue. And when they do have dialogue, most of it is an internal monologue. They don't talk to each other. So their performances are basically internal monologues and maybe saying one or two sentences here and there. That being said, Justin Briner does not sound like Deku. In fact, for most of this, I thought it was Josh Greeley. And I, I have no regrets with that, just like I thought Sonny Strait was Brandon McGinnis. Whatever. It is what it is. But he doesn't oh. sound like Deku. And for that, I am grateful. This is see, two okay, see, anime see, with see. Justin Briner in it in a row where he didn't sound like Deku. Okay, so I can hear Josh. I can I can see the Justin the Josh thing. Uh, Sonny to Brandon. I have no idea what you were on there. I it just he sounded like Brandon McGinnis. I don't know. That is just where my brain went with that. Anyway, Sarah Wiedenheft, um, Miharu again has like 
3% of the dialogue and she's the main character and it hurts my heart a little bit, but I was waiting the entire time for her to die. Not Sarah, for Miharu to die. <laughs> Just because I was like, Some- come on, pull your line April already. Something has to happen in this. Something has to happen. And if you're going to go by some shoujo trope, she's going to die. So when Miharu fell on the bridge or wherever the fuck they were, because I wasn't paying attention very much at this point, I was like, finally, she's going to die. Haruki's going to cry. That will be the end of the calendar year. And he'll go on looking for love at the Konbini. And then she comes back to life and she has a fucking twin sister that comes on. Fuck. Anyway, Sarah does a really great job. She's always cute. Like her voice is so cute sounding. I just, I love it. And she's great. She just doesn't say much. And that's the shame because she's like the female lead here. They did everything they could with the terrible no plot and then too much plot that the Japanese writers gave them. And Justin Briner didn't sound like Deku. What? I said, what can I say? But yikes. Yeah. It's pretty much the plot to the show. Yeah. I get. Are you good? Are you good? Because I can go. Please, please, please take it away. I'm gonna sit here and and drink some water to calm myself down. Yeah. So pretty much, like I'm not gonna lie that I did not care for either of these characters. But I'm not gonna lie. At one point, Haruki's thinking of her, and he's swimming, and he runs into a wall, and I'm like, oh, so that's why Haru from Free is so uh, Haru from Haruka from Free Haru from Free is so good at this. He doesn't have intrusive heterosexual thoughts. All he has <laughs> is the Council of Haru. Uh, yes. Why couldn't Haruki and Toa? I can't have been a read. Couple? What happened? Why can't you read? The, the Haru that reads died. You shot the Haru that can read. That's what it is. It's you shot the Haru that can read. I should I should re I should rewatch fifty percent off again. Fuck it, fuck it. It'd be more entertaining than this. Um. Oh god, yeah. Like I'm not lying, but it, it, it's true. The truth hurts sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, I think that they both did a good job. Uh, Sarah was absolutely adorable as, um, as main girl. <laughs> um. <laughs> As the living dead girl, as it were. Dance. <laughs> Rob Zombie, what are you doing at the Kanabini? <laughs> Rob Zombie pulls up in his Dragula. He see he's there because he's trying to pick up his, he's trying to pick up his Jap- Japanese metal daughter's uh uh baby metal baby, baby metal. metal yes thank you. God, that, that's still one of my favorite things where it's just, like, a bunch of, like, old, like, out-of-touch, like, metalheads are like, why are you partying with them? They're not metal. It's like, they have more energy and give more of a shit than, like, almost everybody else I've ever done with this. They're good, they're good kids. Fuck off. <laughs> Dig through the ditches and burn with the witches. I slam in the back of my Kobinkula. <laughs> <laughs> this show is not sponsored by Rob Zombie. 
Go launch House of a Thousand Corpses this Halloween. Brought to you by Shudder. Are you okay? No. No, it's dig through the cultural fest and burn through the Yukatas and I slam in the back of my copinula. Uh, no, so one of the things is I was actually really surprised that Justin Bronner was the main kid because his voice was so much deeper than I thought. Right? I was like, wow, this is a much deeper Justin Bronner than I, I've heard in a while. And I was genuinely impressed. Uh, I think he does his best to elevate material because Haruki's got about as much charm as white rice. Um, He's bland as fuck. And I genuinely, I genuinely did not care for his character. Uh, Sarah does a good job being a crafts girl. Like, she's cute and stuff. And Oh, right. Like, she was at a ca- crafts club. I forgot. <laughs> she was. In- <laughs> I wonder if they could have crafted a better plot for this character. Womp womp. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, see, it's, see, look, she's already got experience with scissors. This is why she should have been a lesbian. Um, <laughs> but, like,. Sarah and Justin did their best to to elevate the material again. Like it's hard to talk about why their performances were good because frankly they were were not given good shit to work with. Like this is very much a clear case of a C list show getting a dub that brings it to a a B list dub. Like frankly, as much as it's as it's mean to say this potentially, like. If this was a dub where they would have thrown a bunch of newbie actors onto it, I wouldn't have given. I would. I would have believed it. So if this was like a training wheels dub, basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this should have been. This could have been a training wheels dub. And I wouldn't have been upset. Yeah, like no, this was a perfectly fine dub, and honestly, I think Justin and Sarah did more than what the show deserved. Um, but I can't fault them for it, and it's like I know I'm probably sounding really, really mean. And, like, of all the things, I actually think I enjoyed this show the most out of the three of us. I actually don't think it's that bad. I just thought it's very forgettable. But the last two episodes are just some weird-ass bullshit. If the anime would have started at episode 11 and then gone from there, it would have been way better. Yeah, I would have, like I said, like, if this show was either about just Toa and and, and Mommy or started with the stuff in episode 11 and had Haruki and and uh, Misaki go through having to come to terms with the fact that he was inspired to live the life the way he did was not by her but his sister but he's falling in love with her and maybe having to deal with like the guilt and fallout of not knowing that her sister's dead and it traumatized her. Because let's be real, why Andrew brought this up in the chat? Why the fuck was she putting off her surgery? I get she was scared, but like, and she has this whole thing where like she admits that she likes going to the store because she got her little boyfriend for a while and it was her little secret. And I liked that. Like, I like the idea that if we would have started where she was six, sick, and then she was falling in love with him because that store was like the place she could go out for a little bit that wasn't too far away from her hospital. I thought it would have been more entertaining. And I think Sarah does a really good job when she has that realization. And I loved her little touches of like how soft and scared she sounds. Like right about it, she's about to pass out going like, please don't do this, not right now. Like it was some Sleeping Beauty level shit. So yeah, no, like they did as best they can, but I'm not going to say that like, 
they had the best material to work with. Like, I, I clearly think that there have been way better performance from both actors. Mm-hmm. Especially in romance animes. But by God, they were they were doing the best that they could work with. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Uh, I definitely do think Justin is very good at being a, a very quiet, but awkward, well-meaning young man. Little more <laughs> stoic than I'm used to, but not a bad thing. He, he does a good job with it. And of course, Sarah is adorable. She is sweet and cute. Her drama is compelling, yet confusing. The more I'm thinking about it, I you fell in love with my dead twin sister and I'm having a heart disease and I need surgery. Is like a fucking gay key visual novel twist? Yeah. Like, that's like a visual novel twist. It's like, you should have, like, way bigger eyes, be a lot cuter, and there should be a sex scene. That's the kind of plot that this character has. They don't even kiss in the end. They don't even fucking kiss. They, they go... I was, I was, I thought they ended the show and they didn't even say if she survived or not. They still don't. They ended, they don't even show their faces. honestly, yeah, like, literally it doesn't really matter that we went on this journey with him. Because, like, at least Toa and Mommy had closure. They started becoming a couple. Why did they not show their faces at the end? What was the twist? Why did you not show their faces? Did you want to be ambiguous of whether she survived or not? Maybe it was the twin sister who wasn't dead all along. Oh, fuck off, Gigi. (laughs) That would have been a better twist! (laughs) I watch a lot of soap operas. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm so... Andrew, talk about your shit. I'm tired. Let's end this. So, convenience store boyfriends. Did you talk about the performances? I did! (laughs) Kind of. What do you want from me? Um, Justin Brider's good. Sarah Wiedenhem's good. They did good job. They're very good actors. They have very prolific careers and are doing some really, really great work as they're evolving as actors. And I'm very proud as to have basically seen, like, the beginning of their acting careers... Basically, from the beginning of Dub Talk's conception, we have seen both Justin Briner and Sarah Wiedenheft's humble beginnings as anime voice actors and seeing them grown into the prolific and wonderful, talented, impressive people and actors and performers that they are today. Don't make me talk more about these characters. Please don't. Let's talk about final thoughts. Convenience Store Boyfriends. It was an anime. It was... It was. It was very boring. Aggressively boring for most of the run. With a strange 11th hour what the actual fuck twist. And then kind of went back to being boring and weird. The dub is solid and they did a very good job. And it definitely helped, especially the performances of, like, the main four characters in particular definitely helped a lot for me. And the script punched it up in enough places that I was entertained. 
Ladies? Uh, yeah. Gigi, you want to go? No, you can go ahead. No, you can go ahead. All right. Well, I thought it was going to be shoujo trash, and it wasn't trashy, but it was shoujo. Uh, I kind of went into this new that I wasn't going to like it just because I had tried to watch this before, and it was just it's it's just it's boring like i like my shoujo with more trash we've all been here before we know how this song and dance goes but it was a very solid dub everybody did a really good job they showed up and they got a paycheck i just feel bad for all of them because the source material was just uh, it was like looking at a blank calendar and thinking like, ooh, that's Labor Day. I should circle that and have something super fun to do on that day because we're going to have the day off. And then like Labor Day comes and you spend it sitting on your couch, eating karage and drinking pokari sweat and watching convenience store boyfriends. Not saying that that's what I'm going to do this Labor Day since I've already watched Convenience Store Boyfriends. Uh, but yeah, I everybody did everything that they could with this dub. And I just I didn't I did not enjoy the show. And I'm sad because it should have been my kind of bullshit. But I'm glad everybody got a check and I'm glad that more shoujo shits getting dubbed and yada, yada, yada. I love Morgan Berry. Now I want David Wald to start a winery. I'm done. I'll make this fast. This is a pretty forgettable show. Like, there's a reason that a lot of people haven't talked about it. Um, I literally did not know what the show even looked like until I watched this for this episode. Like, honestly, like, I I think that it's a it's an okay show if you just want to like background noise or ASMR to fall asleep to. Um, but uh, I think that the dub was a very serviceable good dub that elevated the material. I think that the the casting and the writing really helped it shine. Um, overall, I have no qualms with this. This is not like oh god, like this is not like something like Nakaimo or Dramatical Murder where it's very clear that the source material isn't very good and the dub kind of is at the level of the source material. Like, this is still clearly made with love and respect. But, like, if you were gonna ask me, like, hey, I want to put on a good romance anime, I would. this would not be at my suggestions. Like, not even from the year. Like, if you ask me for a better 2017 romance anime, I'd tell you just go watch Suki Gakure. Like, honest to God. That's fair. I'm sorry, Carly. I know you gave it to us, and I'm sorry for anybody who really likes this show, but, like, I wouldn't really suggest this to anybody. You know... Dub's pretty good. The dub is good. Um, somebody said, and somebody brought this up at a con, that, you know, one show may have a million people hating it, but it will be somebody's favorite show. And if this is... Oh, yeah. If this is your favorite show, I hope you good enjoyed you. this episode. I mean, clearly we had enough... We ha I had fun recording this. Yeah, I had fun recording this. And, like, I won't lie that I had a lot of fun riffing this as I watched it. Oh, yeah, oh, so did I. Th 
this episode, I honestly, I don't care for the show. I really would not even recommend the show. Oh, I had a fucking ball on this one. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I've watched some stuff for this show that, like, I honestly wish I'd never watched. Like, let's be real. Like, I watched fucking Nakaimo this year, and I never wish I would have made that suggestion, but I did it for you. <laughs> see, see that um, one? See, <laughs> Megan, you can't even blame anybody else. That, that was, was my fault. all you. That was all me. But, like, even more so, like, I watched Judy Tyson for this show. It sucked, and I never want to watch it again. Like... I would honestly say, like, this was at least a show that was enjoyable-ish to watch and didn't make me want to claw my own eyes out or my ears out. You do not have a sour taste in your mouth. Pretty much. My own argument is even a sour taste is still taste. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I would have just, this was, this was a lot better than, like, it could. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We are the uh, Dub Talk Podcast. If you would like to uh, listen to us, uh, you can find us over on YouTube at Dub Talk Podcast. Uh, we also have audio versions of our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. Uh, if you'd like to uh, follow us, uh, our main platforms are we regularly update, keep our Twitter our channel, our Twitter ch- account updated at Dub Talk Podcast, and we are now regularly in the market of streaming on Twitch throughout the week. Everybody's kind of swoop- swapping in and out of what they're streaming and what they're doing, and it's been a lot of fun. Everybody's been having fun playing some games and chilling with our friends and fans and all that. It's been a good time. Uh, if you'd like to support uh, Dub Talk Podcast, uh, you can do so. Uh, we have a Kofi if you would like to give us a one-time donation. Or if you would like to be a regular, you can find us and support us on Patreon. Where you can support us like the lovely, beautiful people in the $5 tier. Megan's mom and dad. Michelle Travis. Miraculous Corazon. Please don't ever watch this mom and dad. Miraculous Corazon, Nico Robin, but with Yowie Hand, Sue Tweet, and May Borida. And this was a Patreon request. If you would like to be a $10 tier peer patron, every three months, uh, we take suggestions and submissions from our $10 tier patrons for a chance to do an episode of your choosing. Uh, today's episode, Convenience Store Boyfriends, was picked out by the lovely Carly Lestical. They're a good, they're a good fan, friend, and supporter of the show for a long time. Thank you for your suggestion. Thank you, Carly. Along- Thank you, Carly. I'm sorry about the contents of this episode. DM so, yes. me. We'll do something else. <laughs> but we will also give shout-outs to our other $10 tier patrons, Crimson Echidna, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Julia W., Marissa Lenti, Millicent So... 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 so uh, Millicent, Sourby, and Otaku Anthony. Uh, thank you. You're all beautiful, wonderful people. And we look forward to what our next lovely episode suggestion will be from our patrons. Ladies, would you like to plug yourself? Yeah, hi. My name is Megan. You can follow me at Queen Air 2, where I shitpost on the regular. My name is Gigi. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at Anime Palooza, where I talk about Udapri, my best boy Kamu, and how I wish that he could step on me. And now I really want to go to the 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee. Are they open at 9 p.m.? Mm. 
And my name is Andrew, a.k.a. Classy Spartan. You can find me on Twitter at Mangaman9000, where outside of being a moderator for the Funimation Discord, you can find me on Surreal Resolutions Anime News Podcast, Podcast ONA, alongside fellow Dub Talk co-host Jet. And with that, we have done our 9 to 5. It's time to close up. I see that one fucking stupid teenage couple that's gonna try and do, like, a midnight run for snacks. I'm tired. We're all out of condoms! Doors closed! I'm tired. My feet hurt. I have a migraine that's gonna kill a man, and I need to go home and feed my fucking cat. I'm taking home all the leftover karage. You all can suck it, Trebek. Alright, uh, Megan, you want all the hot dogs? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, all I gotta say is, though, uh, don't tell anybody the Karage is actually the teenagers from last year. No one will ever know. I'm going home in the Dracula. <laughs> yes. Good night, everybody. Otaku on, and I'm not getting paid enough for this. Love your faces. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> And burn through the <laughs>